In the blue flicker of the television screen, the movement of the tiny black antenna was quick, strobe-like. Two long, bristly legs crept onto the glass. The large, flat body of the roach finally appeared, hesitant as it left the safety of the tape deck and sped across the screen, heading straight for the bucket of extra-crispy fried chicken in the commercial. The flyswatter came out of nowhere, a black shadow of death without sound. Eric Bodine Hare's wrist flicked, the timing perfect. The yellow plastic destroyed the roach without leaving a smear of evidence on the television screen. Bo, it's getting late. How about we gas the sons of bitches? Iris Hare put her cigarette on the lip of the ashtray and took the swatter from her husband's big hand. How many do you think are up in that VCR? A pretty big nest. Bo stood up, the old cowhide rocker moving softly behind him. He looked around the huge room where at least 15 televisions mutely played sitcoms, dramas, sports events, and news. There was only the hiss of traffic outside the plate glass windows that were another, larger eye filled with light and movement. Bose Electronics was vast, at least 3,000 square feet, not counting the apartment in back. How in hell did Mrs. Murdoch fail to notice that roaches were pouring out of her VCR? One ran up her arm, and she just sort of shook it off. I mean, did it ever cross her mind that maybe the damn thing was clogged with roaches? Bo's heavy eyebrows lifted in an arch. You know she lost her two-year-old. I'm betting the roaches got him in the middle of the night. Iris's laugh was low, sexy. Mrs. Murdoch didn't lose a kid. She looked up at him as she lifted her cigarette to her lips. Did she? she asked on a puff of smoke. Not even roaches would take one of those brats. Bo went to the cabinet beneath the counter and retrieved a can of roach spray. I hate this stuff. It's going to destroy the environment. I've used so much of it, if we decided to have a kid, it'd probably have six legs, all with those stiff little hairs on them. He spoke with a soft Mississippi drawl. Yeah, well, when you pull the top off that VCR, you're going to unleash enough roaches to infest this end of Pass Road. I say the only good roach is a dead roach, Iris laughed. The only good kid is someone else's, someone who doesn't visit often. Go on, Bo, gas away. We won't be reproducing. Bo aimed the can at the VCR as he punched open the tape slot with the wire handle of the flyswatter. When the spray shot into the opening, a giant roach, at least three inches in length, exploded out of the slot in a flurry of wings. Damn! Iris ducked as it missed her head by inches. Kamikaze bastard! She whipped off her shoe and threw it as the roach landed on the side of the counter. The crunch of the hard, shell-like body was loud. Good shot, baby, Bo said. His finger was still on the spray. A host of dying roaches had run out of the machine. Bo took his finger off the button, lifted the can to chin level, and blew on it like a cowboy cooling his six-shooter. That's that. Let's call it a night. Iris retrieved her shoe. We can put on some music and relax. Sounds good. Just the two of us. He stopped at the metal door that separated work from home. Your sister said she might stop by for a chat.
Iris's voice was carefully level as she shook her long, straight brown hair back from her shoulder. Lucille? Since she's your only sister, I guess that's the one. Bo hesitated, looking back over the cavernous room where images shifted in a palette of bright, intense colors. With the rain on the street outside and the televisions going, it was almost as if the room were underwater and alive. Did she say what she wanted? Something about her writing? Iris sighed. I wish someone would publish her. Anyone. It's pitiful. Have you read any of her stuff? Bo couldn't suppress a sense of dread. His sister's poetry had been so bad that Stone County High School teachers were still talking about it nearly twenty years later. Lucille Hare, high school poet with a real flair for making her own clothes. She'd even embroidered a poem to hang in the high school office, words that Bo sometimes saw during an anxiety dream.